Hello, Beings of Earth. I'm your host, Neil Verma. Welcome to eBrandCast, where we decode what branding truly is so you can build a dominant e-com brand. In this episode, we're going to discuss how to build a brand that has social impact. This is becoming increasingly relevant in today's marketplace and offers potential significant rewards. Not just in terms of revenue, but the fulfillment of knowing you're actually building a legacy because your brand is meaningful and it truly serves all your customers. The key is turning your brand purpose into a business plan and we'll walk you through plenty of social brand examples to inspire you. Every brand talks about social proof but usually it's in the context of collecting reviews for product pages and social network profiles. There is no doubt that this kind of social proof is important for your brand's health. And it's also well known that consumers believe the feedback and results of other customers over claims by the brand itself. Consumers worry that most brands are more concerned with profits or will just about say anything to encourage sales. Often at the expense of the customer, and with little regard as to whether the product actually lives up to its promise. There is no question that the best marketing is suggestive and hopefully influential. But ask any consumer, and one of the first adjectives they'll come up with to describe advertising is that it's manipulative. And for sure, there are companies out there that are ruthless about hoarding wealth. And there are countless examples of heartless and aggressive capitalism. In the days following 9-11, Walmart noticed a big spike in sales of the American flag. In response, they quickly reached out to every available supplier and bought their entire stock. A few days later, when other retailers tried to restock their own shelves, they discovered Walmart had effectively cornered the market. Or consider Ryanair, an airline whose reputation for penny-pinching is legendary. Not only do they charge for every option they can think of, all boarding passes must be pre-printed at home by customers. And in order to fit more passengers on a single flight, they also removed all but one of the bathrooms from their plane. They even thought about charging customers to use it. Instead, they chose to install non-reclining seats that don't even have seat back pockets. They tried to build planes without window shades but were prevented from doing so by aviation rules. A rumor they were thinking about installing vertical standing seats gained a lot of steam because it sounded exactly like something Ryanair would try to do. But that turned out to be a ploy for publicity. So it's probably no surprise that Ryanair's customer service is rude to the point of being nasty. They once rescinded a free travel price they awarded to their one millionth customer and refused to provide a wheelchair for a disabled passenger. When they were required by court to share the responsibility and cost with the airport for providing wheelchairs, they added a surcharge of 50 cents to all tickets. Thankfully, very few businesses go to the same lengths as Ryanair to line their pockets. Unfortunately, none of these extreme examples probably come as a shock. Corporate greed is a cliche for a reason. So until trust is established, most consumer approach brands with awareness about their intentions. And it's not just about the product. When we talk about social proof and reviews, the goal is to assure potential customers 
that what you claim about the product's quality and benefits is actually true. But today, as millennials and Gen Z take over the largest section of the population, social proof isn't just about customer satisfaction. It means a brand can be trusted because they care more than what they do with money. And they say businesses as a platform to give back to the wider community, not just to hoard wealth. So of course, questions regarding the ethical practices and authenticity of brands becomes more important, particularly now. In light of the COVID pandemic, we're all getting a crash course reminder of how interconnected we are. Not just as a cliche either, but the reality of how one person's action impacts the whole social fabric. Business is obviously an integral part of this equation, especially with so many employees unable to earn a wage due to circumstances out of their control. Consumers are absolutely watching how brands are treating their teams and whether they're looking for unnecessary corporate bailouts. Trust has never been more important or fragile. And you can bet that predatory behavior isn't going to be easily forgiven going forward. Giant brands like Amazon and Walmart may prove to be exceptions since they're just too useful for consumers to turn away from altogether. But most retailers will risk losing their customer base if they expose themselves as greedy and reckless during this time. In other words, today, consumers are looking for the social proof that your brand cares about the impact it has on the community. And while this trend is exaggerated today, it has been shaping for the past several years. Over the past few decades, business leaders, especially in technology sectors, have been held up as being thought leaders. When you consider the profound changes technology like smartphones has brought into our lives, it's not hard to see why. Smartphones and socials have dramatically reshaped how we connect with each other and has transformed the face of mass communication. It makes sense that in the early 2000s, CEOs like Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg emerged as important voices on a range of issues. It also raises questions about a business's responsibility for the social impact their brand and innovations have on the community. Facebook, for instance, faced criticism after the network enabled election interference in both the Brexit referendum in the UK and the 2016 US presidential election. They also mishandled a mass shooter live streaming his rampage. And footage of the massacre was easily shared and amplified before it was finally removed. As brands like Facebook become a closer part of our everyday lives, Questions about the social responsibility of business is naturally becoming a more pressing issue. In some ways, the trend towards looking for socially responsible brands is a return to the roots of business. Although every business needs to make a profit to sustain itself and the people behind it, at heart, business is a service. It's an underlying purpose that it needs to offer something valuable to its community through the goods and services that it provides for. But there are larger ripples of that impact as well. Employees and owners whose livelihoods are supported by the businesses then reinvest their wages to other local businesses in turn. Consider also the concept of corporate personhood, a legal term which gives a corporation an identity and legal rights like freedom of speech. Although this is a controversial legal standard, essentially it separates the identity of a business from its stakeholders and owners. This separation allows the business to make investments 
that don't threaten the personal assets of a shareholder if the company goes bankrupt. It also secures the ability for a business to exist beyond the lifespan of its founder, allowing a company to invest long-term in the community at large. Of course, corporate personhood has also been a loophole to enable corporate abuse, but the core idea is that as people, corporations must obey laws. And that companies can be held accountable for any harm that they do cause. In other words, business has the same responsibilities to be a good citizen as any individual. Adding to this picture is that the public's faith in traditional institutions and government agencies is almost non-existent. And savvy consumers recognize the potential impact businesses can have influencing government policies and leading social change. Corporation at a state level requires businesses to participate. And too many large corporations lobbying for their own self-interest creates profound economic inequality that wrecks havoc on communities. But even as small business, you have a role to play to ensure your business growth serves everyone, not just for your profit margin. As consumers become more aware of the relationship between business and social condition, they're starting to vote with their wallets. Consumers are choosing brands that are championing the cause and values most important to them. Not to mention the bottom line decency to safeguard the health of workers and customers alike. They also understand that giving a company their business supports and condones their business practices. So if you're not already taking your business citizenship seriously, you're going to be left behind. And increasingly, brand trust and awareness is only one of the potential advantages to building a business with social impact. Creating value for your brand's community not just directly for your customers, is incredibly meaningful for today's consumer. And consumers are willing to pay a premium for brands that they find meaningful. And not just about customers either. Increasingly, 64% of millennials say that they strongly consider business's value and culture when deciding which company to work for. Having a great team is critical to honing and keeping a competitive edge. And to retain the best talent, you need to have a larger mission and then practice what you preach. 83% of millennials say they are more loyal to employers who help them contribute to social and environmental issues. Not to mention, as innovation and profits flows, values, so will investors. This doesn't mean your business needs to become a political activist or lobbyist. Taking a stand on a political issue can be part of your brand's social impact only if it aligns with the company's values. But social impact can describe any initiative or business practice that signals your brand cares about the wider community in which it exists. Again, this isn't just about responsibility. There are real long-term business implications at stake because building a brand with social impact prioritizes the long-term value a brand delivers over short-term profits and gains. Social impact doesn't deny the importance of money, it just takes a much longer view. I'm going to state an example here, which played out quite recently in 2017, and you'll see who the winner was. And this was a recent clash between Kraft Heinz and Unilever. In 2017, Kraft Heinz attempted to buy Unilever for $143 billion. For years, Kraft Heinz has been aggressively cutting costs and favoring short-term tactics 
in order to maximize their profitability. Kraft Heinz doesn't have much of a presence outside of North America. Unilever, on the other hand, is based in the UK and it has strong presence across Europe and Asia, while only 17% of the revenue is based in the US. In addition, 57% of Unilever's business are located in emerging market compared to Kraft Heinz 10%. So you can see where Kraft Heinz was coming from. And attempting to acquire Unilever was an extension of Kraft Heinz short-term thinking though. They realized that if the bid succeeded, they'd take a co control over a portfolio of brands and assets it may otherwise take decades to build or even acquire. And their intention after taking over Unilever's assets was to aggressively cut costs, optimize Unilever's profits, and then use those gains to help them acquire more brands and build a more global presence. Of course, greed at stake here. Another UK-based company, Cadbury, had been acquired by Kraft in 2010, and the results showcased Kraft's real motives. After they had assured 400 workers in a UK factory that the site would remain open, their cutthroat cuts cost savings led to an announcement of its closure just after a week after the deal was signed. It was also revealed that Kraft had already spent over $100 million rerouting the factory's production to Poland, where labor is much cheaper. And this was exactly the business model Paul Polman, the CEO of Unilever, was trying to avoid. As he told the authors of the book, Go Along, Why Long-Term Thinking is Your Best Short-Term Strategy, his vision for Unilever was the complete opposite of Kraft Heinz's goals to hoard as much as wealth as possible. And this is what he said, Our system at Unilever is there to satisfy a few billion people in the world, not a few billionaires. How powerful is that? Polman was never keen on the deal because he said, Someone who thinks they can buy us because they have a lot of money and think they can leverage up our company and then run it with an entirely different model doesn't make much sense to me. Unlike the short-term profit obsession of Kraft Heinz, Unilever has always been about long-term thinking. Polman invested heavily in the Unilever Sustainable Living Plan. This program includes initiatives to challenge gender norms and empower women with more opportunities source more sustainably, improve the nutritional content of their food products, use packaging that isn't disposed of but reused in a circular economy, and build the overall self-esteem and well-being of their customers, among many other things. While of course, like any well-run business, Unilever still looks to optimize revenue. Polman takes the billion dollars from cuts and reinvests three quarters of it back in the business. And this allows them to take a wider view of the impact their brand has on the community it operates in, or communities, I should say. Some of these initiatives are turned into brand benefits for the consumer. For example, you're most likely familiar with the Dove Soap campaign that champions real beauty and self-esteem. But other initiatives are behind the scenes. For instance, Unilever is tackling water scarcity by investing in technology that minimizes or eliminates water use. So it's an important reminder not to confuse your social impact with marketing. Like Unilever's Dove campaigns, these kind of initiatives can find great success when used to position a product. But consumers are experts at figuring out whether a company's values are truly authentic 
or whether they are cynically exploiting a social trend to boost the bottom line. Like Walmart, who was the sole retailer of the American flags following 9-11. Dove's message resonates because Unilever backs up their claims with investments in mentoring and education for young people all over the world. It also exists within Unilever's larger ecosystem of brands and business practices that prioritize sustainability and intangible wealth like healthier work environments and better nutrition. Pullman maintains that developing the Unilever Sustainable Living Plan was the most important thing that they did. And the long-term plan was to key to stopping Kraft Heinz from taking over. It would have been the second largest corporate deal in history, but because 70% of Unilever shareholders were long-term investors, they didn't believe the deal provided any clear benefits. So kudos to those investors who saw behind the scenes as well. And even though at the time, slowing growth in their emerging markets led to proposed price hacks, ultimately the shareholders feared Kraft's short-term profit obsession would damage their brands, harm consumers, and undermine their sustainability programs. Today, it seems very clear who the winner is. While Unilever faced a fairly touchy economic picture at the time of the proposed takeover, their share prices are up by 6% now. And the picture isn't rosy for Kraft Heinz, who recently reported losses of $12 billion and $15.5 billion in write-down. And over the summer of 2019, their stock prices fell to all-time lows, following news that their organic sales were down 1.5% year-over-year. Ironically, Bernardo Heese, the Kraft Heinz CEO, is looking to get them out of trouble through more short-term cost-cutting measures. The good news is that your business doesn't need to be the size of Unilever in order to have a significant impact, meaningful social impact. Every business, no matter how small, is woven into its community and the lives of its founders, owners, and staff. And that's the point that I want to make. It's not about a large company and what it does. It applies to every small business, every e-commerce store out there. Even if you're for a brand, is still a one-person labor of love, it does impact the lives of others. No business operates in a vacuum. And building a socially impactful brand starts with realizing that meeting the customer's needs is no longer just about product features. And I've talked about it in numerous podcasts and YouTube videos. It goes beyond the features. It touches on the emotional realm. And a customer's purchase decision now integrates the personal wants and needs with the social values and sustainability practices of the brand. If customers see your brand as a means to fulfill their needs and as a tool to bring positive social change, you then give customers more meaningful reasons to buy from you and build that powerful loyalty. Just like Unilever's sustainable living plan, consider both the internal culture and external campaigns of your brand. Even as a one-person operation, I repeat that, even as a one-person store, you can start by considering the social impact of running and maintenance of your brand. Think about your supply chain. Are you sourcing your material or products ethically? Are you supporting or creating safe and fair working conditions? What resources does your brand consume in the manufacturing or shipping of your products? Look at your brand's footprint. Starbucks, for instance, requires suppliers to present proof 
of what the farmer is being paid for for their unroasted coffee beans. This ensures farmers are adequately supported. Levi's also recognize the importance of securing better lifestyle for the workers throughout their supply chain with their workers' well-being program. They understood that because they had a network of manufacturing facilities all over the world and that worker needs may vary. They frequently survey workers in each location to determine what they need and partner with various NGOs to ensure that those needs are being fulfilled. Workers in Haiti needed strong financial support and resulted in higher workplace satisfaction, whereas better education on women's health in Egypt reduced absenteeism and turnover. On the environmental end, Johnson & Johnson have invested in wind power with the goal of harvesting 35% of their energy needs from renewable sources. They also have initiatives that provide clean, safe drinking water to communities. And Coca-Cola, on the other hand, realized their delivery trucks were con contributing to 3.7 million metric tons of greenhouse gases. And with the goal of reducing their carbon footprint 25% by 2022, they have been investing heavily in alternatively fueled trucks and rethinking their supply chain. Obviously, these examples are from huge billion-dollar corporations who can afford to invest millions in creative solutions or alternative manufacturing processes. But if you are working out of your garage, your options are slightly a little bit more limited. But even something as small as recycling as much material as possible, keeping a small corner of the neighborhood clear of garbage, or being considerate of the noise pollution you create is a perfect place to start. At the very least, it builds a responsible habit into your everyday practices. A lot of companies also do volunteer and pro bono work in their communities or participate as sponsors or contributors to local fairs and events. Even as a small business, there are countless ways to stay connected to the wider community, and that's the whole theme of this podcast. It's not restricted to larger businesses. And basically, the core of a social impact brand is awareness. Simply being aware of the lives your brand touches goes a long way for a brand for consumers to see your brand as being responsible. The internal culture of your brand is also critical. If you have a team working with you, it's important to nurture a safe, inviting workplace. Studies have shown that more diverse teams result in better outcomes. And taking a stand on workplace equality has become an especially important facet of a company culture to both consumers and prospective team members. At best, a good culture makes your brand values a daily reality. And of course, while ethical businesses, practices, and a healthy internal culture are both vital to your sustainability and the backbone of your credibility, the importance of social impact for consumers today means it's absolutely essential for good citizenship to be part of your brand's purpose, and that runs through everything that you do. Because just like every other aspect of branding, if it's going to resonate with customers, even your social impact needs to be aligned with your brand identity. Considering the social value of a brand is an essential step of developing a strong purpose, so it's a great starting point to cultivate the public-facing social impact of your business. Look for the natural extensions of your brand purpose. Dove's purpose to promote better self-esteem, for instance, finds a compelling expression as an initiative to promote childhood education. As education 
is a foundation for a lifetime of better opportunities and confidence. Similarly, in the e-commerce arena, Tom Shoe's iconic one-for-one -one model was a part of Tom's mission from its inception. The very inspiration to start the business began when its founder, Blake Mykoski, saw many impoverished children without shoes while visiting Argentina. Like Tom's, the best social impact your brand can make is one that it can also own. Stand up for a value strongly associated with your brand or come up with a creative solution. That's the kind of social impact that will attract like-minded customers. It will also deliver significant business benefits because having a social role you can own differentiates you from competitors. And that's the difference that's meaningful to customers. The relationships between the tangible offerings of your brand and a social impact should be a closed loop. You've already created a business that delivers a product or service you care about deeply for and the customer base you want to help. So creating social value makes your interest in the cause feel more authentic and in turn your social impact makes your products feel like expressions of your convictions. So it first you create the product, then you turn the product into your values, and then those are the values that your customer relate to. Embed those initiatives and principles behind your social impact into your content strategy as well. Use relevant content to demonstrate your passion and knowledge for your cause. And this also is part of brand storytelling, which I talk in my book, Checkout, in the 6C, which is content on how you can take the pieces that how you're involved in the community, in the social fabric, to demonstrate how you are executing on your purpose and on your values. Any customers you attract based on the appeal of your mission will recruit tribe members before they even become customers, resulting in better conversions and deeper loyalty. Here's another example, Patagonia, which does it exceedingly well. They regularly create documentaries that explore environmental causes. For instance, The Next Black is about the negative environmental impact of fast fashion. And Artificial, I'll spell it for you, A-R-T-I-F-I-S-H-A-L, explores the plight of wild salmon. Content marketing should never be an extended sales pitch for your product. By centering your content around the social impact of your brand, you can raise awareness for the issues while promoting your brand as being a leading voice. And don't forget to create partnerships. Partnering with other brands or nonprofits is a great way to create social impact. Get creative though. Don't just pick the obvious candidates. LifeWater, and that's L-I-F-E-W-T-R, a brand known for the artwork on their bottle packaging, recently partnered with female artists around the world to showcase their work and bring attention to their underrepresentation in the art world. They also fund art programs in public schools all over the U.S., where over the past 10 years, 80% of all districts have made cuts to or eliminated art programs altogether. When partnering with influencers, also choose partners who are committed to the same issues as yourself that you're already campaigning for social important causes. A business without purpose and values is unsustainable. But once you've instilled values into your brand, you need to be willing to stand up for them. And this isn't an exact science yet. For instance, social impact is notoriously difficult to measure. There are no metrics to evaluate the precise good your brand is bringing to your community. 
Social impact is one brand practice where what you get back is very likely more than you could ever put in. Of course, as always, you'll have an easier time measuring your social impact and guiding where to focus your efforts if you have a strong brand. It really comes down to that. And if you'd like to learn more about branding specifically to e-commerce, we offer a free book checkout. It includes a step-by-step guide for definite plan and purpose and values of your business. And it sets the foundation for creating real social impact. Head over to ebrandbook.com to learn more. You've been listening to eBrandCast, where we decode what branding truly is so you can build a dominant e-com brand. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode, but you can let us know directly by leaving a review. As a new podcast, reviews are a critical lifeline. They increase the visibility of the podcast, but more importantly, your feedback helps us improve. And as a thank you for taking the time, we're offering everyone who leaves us a review free lifetime access to the 7C Canvas platform. It's an online tool that allows you to fill out, save, and share as many versions of the 7C Canvas as you can come up with. What's the 7C Canvas? It's the ultimate one-pager building block technique to creating an e-commerce brand strategy. It accompanies our flagship 7C method and is the perfect companion for a book checkout. Getting access is an easy three-step process. First, post a review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars is always welcome. Second, take a screenshot of your review. And finally, email your screenshot to reviews at ebrandbuilders.com and we'll reply back with instructions to access the new home of your brand strategy. If you're looking for more eBrandCast episodes, you can find them at eBrandCast.com and subscribe to eBrandCast to make sure you never miss a new release. Thank you again for tuning in today. See you in the next one. Bye for now.